Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Real Steel Podcast, where we talk all things Pittsburgh Steelers, no BS, just the real steel. I'm your host, Jeff Schmidt, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Bolt. And it's Super Bowl week, and while, of course, we wish the Steelers were in Arizona right now, getting ready for the big game, there's always plenty to be excited about with the Steelers. What do you say to that, Bolt? Yeah, it's always tough watching the Super Bowl without the Steelers, although it's been a few years since that's happened. But it's also kind of nice. You can relax and not have to stress about the game at all. But I do have to say, since we're on the Super Bowl topic, got to bring up the Tom Brady retired this week. And uh, good riddance to him. Glad he finally retired. Probably probably the GOAT, probably the best player ever to play the NFL. But, hey, I got to thank him big time. I know he destroyed – at least our childhood and a lot of Steelers fans many years, 20 years of their lives. But he did wait a year, so Ben gets his own retirement ceremony or his own uh, Hall of Fame ceremony, which is really big because that Tom Brady one's going to be crazy. So thank you, Tom. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. I, you know, I, I, I was, I guess, kind of excited when he unretired last year. I mean, I didn't want him to play anymore, but it, it yeah. does give Ben his own uh, – his own right into the Hall of Fame ceremony. So, yeah, good point. Happy with that. Glad he's done playing. So, good point. Me too. But, yeah, Steelers, I think we got some things to talk about, some things to be excited about, but it will suck not seeing them in the Super Bowl. Yeah, it'll suck not seeing them in the Super Bowl, per usual. At least that's where we are right now. Yeah. One one other thing I wanted to bring up before we dive in, at least in terms of, of news, um, earlier this week, it was announced that the Minnesota Vikings are hiring Brian Flores as their defensive coordinator. So Brian Flores, as many people know, longtime assistant positional coach for the Patriots. Then he was the head coach for the Dolphins. He was fired after a couple of years in 2021. After that season, I think, um, met with a lot of controversy in terms of what happened there. Um, but Mike Tomlin gave him a call. He ended up on our coaching staff this year as a senior senior defensive assistant and a linebackers coach is what his official title was. So yeah, it's good to see Flores move on to a bigger opportunity for him. Um, but I think it's definitely a bummer that we'll be losing him. I, I would have liked to see him grow in our organization. Um, he was definitely a great addition to our staff this past year. And you could almost argue we dropped the ball a little bit with our, you know, coaching and coordinators. But uh, that's that's just me. Yeah, Brian Flores brought a good uh, – he has a ton of experience, really good experience, you know, coaching on those those Patriots staffs that did really well and doing had a really good defense in Miami too, really, really good defensive coach. And I think he brought a lot to that locker room. The guys supposedly loved him, and he brought a lot of good insight to Terrell Austin as a first-year D.C. and to, to Mike Tomlin as well. So it will be a big loss. That's why he's becoming a defensive coordinator because he's a good coach. But, um, I mean, we kind of knew it was going to be a one-year rental when he, when he got signed. We knew it was going to be a, a stepping stone to go get another job. So you got to give Mike Tomlin credit for that, for giving him an opportunity to get back in the league. That's true. I, I even read that, like Flores went as far as even helping like Kenny, yeah, um, thinking about how defenses would react in certain situations. So, um, yeah, and and I thought about that a little bit more. So the the to speak a little bit more with just Jeff said, Kenny came out and they asked him about Baron Flores, and he said the biggest impact he had. He actually said that. Flores, who's a defensive coach, had a huge impact on him because he helped him like try to understand better what to do in the two-minute offense. Right, and and he said when he struggled or early in the year, he was struggling because he was trying to just go for it all and get big play after big play after big play. And and if you think about it, at the beginning of the year when when he came in the Jets game and then for sure the um the Dolphins game, 
those two minute scenarios, he did struggle and he was trying to push the ball downfield too much. And, and he threw an interception against the Dolphins and he threw one late in the game against the Jets, too. Yep. It, it kind of makes sense. And then Kenny said, it sounds like Flores stepped in and said, hey, this is what you should look at. This is what you need to watch when you get in those two minute drills and really walked him through it and helped teach him on what to do. And, and Kenny said that made a huge impact. And if you look at it, the Ravens game in the, in the, the Vegas game in December, he just, he was awesome on the two minute drive. So really good developmental coach for, for Kenny as well. So we, he will miss him for sure. Yeah. Tough to see him go. I will say I'm glad he's going at least to Minnesota, a team yeah. I can, I can maybe root for um, not going somewhere in the AFC or in AFC North specifically. So yeah, cool. All right, man. Well, I think the focus of this week's episode for our listeners is so that Polt and I can kind of talk a little bit about what we feel are the team's biggest needs moving into free agency and ahead of the draft in the off season. So, so really kind of give us a chance to talk a little bit about the current state of the team, where we might see some holes that we think we can fill. Um, definitely what might make us a better team um, in terms of areas to address. So Polt, I know we did the draft, we, we did like a draft in one of our previous episodes. I don't yeah. think we should do a draft here, but I'm thinking maybe we like rank, you know, our top five needs for, for the off season and, and think about what are the most important areas for us to fill. Well, what do you think about that? I think, yeah, I think that sounds good. It will be okay. good to discuss that. Let's do it. Let's have some fun with it. So do you, you want to go first or do you want me to go first with our overall biggest need? I'll let you go first. So, so that I don't take any of your picks right away. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because you did that a lot in the draft. Uh, <laughs> so I think the Steelers' biggest need heading into the 2023 season is at cornerback or defensive back. Um, yep, corner's number one on my list. Too. For you too? All right, yep. so let's, let's talk through it a little bit. I'm, I'm glad we agree on that. I, I think looking at the guys that we have on the roster, Arthur Mollett, Cam Sutton, James Pierre, Levi Wallace, Trey Norwood, Akella Witherspoon, William Jackson. Yes. No one really jumps out to me except Cam Sutton, and Cam Sutton's a free agent. I'm hoping that the team recognizes that we need to bring him back. But outside of Cam Sutton, we still don't have that lockdown corner. I think it's a really, really clear need for us to get someone. And I know that this is a really strong draft class for cornerbacks, at least what I've been reading. So... I really think that one of our top three of, of our top picks in the top 50 should go to a cornerback. Yeah. And, and just real quick on that top 50, I don't know if we mentioned that we do have three picks in the top 50. We have 17, 32 and 48, I think. So hopefully one of the, those picks we use on a cornerback and you mentioned all those guys we have, but a guy like Akella Witherspoon and um, William Jackson, the third, those are guys that are very, very possibly going to get cut and, and not even be on the team next year. So that makes it even more because we have Levi Wallace and that's kind of – and Arthur Mollett. I think those are the only two guys we have because um, – what's his name? Yeah, James Pierre is also a, a free agent. So we're, we're really – we have no depth and we also – we struggled last year a little bit in the this, in this defensive backfield. So I think it's going to be really important to, to get a guy in the draft or free agency. And just real quick on the William Jackson thing, if we do cut him, we don't lose our pick that we traded to the commanders because okay. he never played a snap for us. Okay. So 
that's kind of cool too. He, from what I've read, William Jackson's a lot of dead money, and it kind of sucks because we never even got to see him play it down. Right. So we don't necessarily know what we're getting in, you know, getting out of him. Yeah. Didn't on IR kind of right when he came over. So kind of a disappointing situation. Um, don't know what we have in him. Uh, I mean, I even heard talks floating around of like, should the Steelers look into getting Jalen Ramsey in the free agency market? I mean, who knows what's out there, but I, I would love really, that. Yeah. I, I strongly believe that the Steelers will draft a cornerback within our, our top three picks. And I think that it's pretty clear that that is, I'm glad we both unanimously feel that that's well, off need. Well, and I think this will back it up a little bit more of why some people might say other positions, why I believe, and I think you probably agree with this, why that's the biggest need. If you look at how our team's built, it, it showed this year that our team is built on the front seven, the front four, getting yeah. really the front four, getting pressure. And when guys like TJ go out, our season changes, and, and that was completely seen this year. And so we need to be less reliant on that by by strengthening up the back end because the back end just wasn't the, – the cornerbacks just weren't good enough to cover if there wasn't pressure. And if there's no T.J. Water, no Alex Highsmith, we're not going to get pressure. So right. we need to be able to play both ways, ha- cover and do well in the defensive backfield without pressure and with pressure. And, and that's why I think it's such a, such a big need. We need a lockdown corner. We have a bunch of really good corners or, you know, okay corners – we don't have that stud lockdown corner. For sure. Okay. Number two, I'll, I'll let you go first. What do you got for your second biggest need? All right. Number two for me is defensive line. Okay. I believe it's defensive line. Why? Because, again, two years ago, our run defense was terrible. Beginning of last year, our run defense wasn't very good. When TJ came back, the second half of the year, we figured it out, the run defense, a little bit better. But I just feel like we have no depth or very little depth and – and that's a problem, and we need, to, we need to get better and younger on the defensive line. So we have three guys that are going to be free agents. Chris Wormley, he was a, he was a rotational guy that ended up getting hurt during the year. Tyson Alulu never really came to fruition. Um, he'll probably retire, and that's really not that big of a loss. But Larry Ogunjobi is a huge loss. Larry Ogunjobi had a really good year for us, and we need somebody beside Cam Hayward to step in there and play a big role. Yeah. I, I have defensive linemen farther down on my list. So I'll elaborate on, I guess, my points, why I have that a little bit lower on. Yeah, um, I, just think it, I just think it helps us It helps us be a better, more balanced defense and be good all around. And I just think we have zero, like no depth there. So you see these, guys, these teams like the Eagles that can rotate D-linemen three different like, line shifts at a time. It's like they're playing hockey. They just say, ah, first line go in, second line go in, third line go sure. in. And that's why they're so dominant. We, we can't do that. Yeah, no, it's a good, it's a good point. So – I'll save that for a little bit later from my list. I'm going to go into my second biggest need, yeah. which is on the offensive line. And I say this because the good thing to me is that our offensive line this year performed better than expectations, yeah. right? They all stuck together in the sense that none of them got hurt, which is huge. But I think the teams that, really do well overall have really strong offensive lines and I think we just don't necessarily have an anchor so to say on our line that we can build around right like we don't have an Alan Fanica we don't have a gosh I don't know even Villanueva when he was good right like David DeCastro yeah right we don't have a core guy that really can kind of hold hold it down for us 
And this is another area where I'd really like to see, honestly, our first round pick or that number 32 pick go towards an offensive lineman. Because to me, quality offensive linemen in the free agency market are really expensive. Like you you look and see what some of these other teams have paid to go and get a, a really reliable offensive lineman who likely, you know, probably even has injury, an injury history, right? Like Taylor Lewan is a guy that there's a lot of talk about in the market in terms of whether or not he'll come to Pittsburgh. Yeah. I heard him say that he wouldn't come on for less than $10 million a year. And he's had like two ACLs in the last three years. So (laughs) yeah. To get a guy like that in the free agency market is really tough. And he's a great, I, th- I think he's a left tackle. He, he's a great player, but um, I think we need to, to build our offensive line young, get a, a, an anchor, like a 350-pound dude, you know, uh, maybe 300 pounds. I don't know. Just get a big dude that we can kind of build around, and, and that's really what I'm thinking for uh, for the offensive line being our second need, second need. Yeah, and they're my third, so I'll just give you my info yeah. on that as well. I, I think you – why I moved them to three, not to, not two, is I think you're kind of underselling how good James Daniels and, and Mason Cole were this year. Sure. And, and I do think those guys are, are pretty solid and, and good guys, stepping stones or people to build around. I mean, James Daniels is only 25 years old and, and Mason Cole's 26. So, so they're both still pretty young. Um, so I think we do have some cornerstones. Now, the other three positions, I think, could be improved. Chooks, Chooks played be- a lot better last year, and they but they gave him big money, so he's not going to get benched. So then you look at the left side of the line, and you get Dan Moore and left tackle and and um, uh, Kevin Dotson at left guard. Wow, I forgot his name for a second. But <laughs> I, I think those two, why, why they're third for me and not first or second is they played well enough that I think we could get by with them next year. They're, they're not the, they're not one of the top of the lines, but I think we could get by. Like we were able to, to be successful in the second half of the year. Could we get better? Absolutely. Will we have another season where three of our offensive linemen play every single snap? No. And that's why it scares me and why they're number three, because we we need better top talent and then we also need better depth. So if we get somebody to replace like a Kevin Dotson or a Dan Moore, that also gives us depth because we have guys who have played and started and done sure. well as depth. So that that's why that, I do think it's a Huge, huge, huge need. And that, I mean, my first three are what I think the three picks should be a cornerback, a D lineman, and an offensive lineman. Yeah. And in whatever order it happens, I think that's what we need. And um, so, yeah, that's why I have offensive line. At, at yeah. Three. I don't want to undersell the point that you brought up about depth, right? Like, we, we got so lucky in the fact that those five guys played like 99% of snaps together. That never, never happens, right? We've talked about this before. There's always some type of injury where at least a guy's sitting out for a game or two. Well, here you go. This backs that up. Um, Only 19 offensive linemen played 100% of their team snaps in 2022. And we We had three three of them. them. Yeah. No other team had more than two. Yeah. So huge, huge for us to, to build there and get depth. I mean, you're right. We, we did perform better than expectations, and we do have a couple guys we can build around. That, you know, Mason Cole, I think, uh, what was the award that we gave last episode? Like, most underrated or most underappreciated? Like, yeah. Mason Cole had an awesome, awesome year, and, and I think he kind of came into a really tough situation where... Absolutely. Where we were, like, we made a pick at center, and he really did not follow through. And so Mason Cole had some big shoes to fill, and I think 
he filled them to the point where we don't really necessarily have to address the center question. No. Um, so that's where I'm going into expecting the center and right guard, right tackle are, are set in stone for the year. We're going to be improving the left side of the line, which you, you need a, a left tackle. That's why people are talking about Taylor Lewan. Although I'm with you, I wouldn't, I wouldn't pay him. I wouldn't bring him in, but that's, that's why you, that's why people say we should upgrade. You need somebody to block the blind side, the blind side. Uh, of Kenny Pickett. For sure. Totally agree. All right. Well, since that's your third, I'm going to go to my third. It's still different from anything we've talked about before. Maybe it's your fourth. You let me know. Inside linebacker. Uh, I I have them later. Five. Okay. All Mm -hmm. right. So I have inside linebacker at three strictly because I think Devin Bush is gone. Robert Spillane. What's up? Robert Spillane is also gone. Robert Spillane. They're both unrestricted free agents. Okay. And Miles Jack has a lot of money tied to him, and people are saying that we should let him go. I and don't, a lot of injury history. A lot of injury history. I don't think that we should let Miles Jack go. I think that he brings a lot to this team in terms of coaching and a locker room presence and skill. When he's healthy, I mean, he's a, a hell of a linebacker, and we're forgetting yeah. the fact that he led our team in tackles this year. And he was hurt for like the entire second half of the year. Right. So a healthy Miles Jack is good. But that said, injury prone, you need to bring in guys that can do well under him, right? Like I'm thinking yeah. about back in 2008 when our inside linebackers were like James Ferrier and Larry, Larry Foot. Foot and Lawrence Timmons. I mean, we have maybe, maybe one guy who's like that if Miles Jack is like that. Maybe. Um, yeah, at his best, right? So I think it's a strong need, really, to build depth there. Um, Mark Robinson clearly needs some development. Yeah. Right? Um, he, he could step into a role, but he he needs some, some work. And uh, that's why I'm going inside linebacker at number three. Okay. Yeah, I don't hate that. I'll talk about mine when, when I get to it. But I, I, I think it's a need, yeah. Okay. Do you want me to do my four or you want to go four? You can go four, but if it's wide receiver, I'm not talking to you for the rest of the evening. <laughs> it's not wide receiver. Thank God. Okay. Let's hear it. It's safety. Okay. I, 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 did, I separated safety and corner. Yeah. And, and the reason for doing that, this, this isn't necessarily because the safe. well, it's definitely not because of the a poor performance last season. Um, I think our safeties were one of our strongest positions with Terrell Edmonds, Minka Fitzpatrick, and DeMonte Casey when he played. It's because of the incoming free agency. We have four safeties that are free agents. Now, two of them are mainly um, special teams guys, Carl Joseph and Marcus Allen. But Terrell Edmonds and DeMonte Casey are both free agents, unrestricted free agents. I don't know if we can keep both. That's what I'm worried about. I think they try to keep Terrell Edmonds. It sounds like Edmonds wants to stay from everything you hear him say. He wants to be a Steeler, and that's uh, good. Bring him back. But I don't know. Casey played really well, and I, he Casey might get himself into a pretty pretty sizable contract, and I'm not sure we're going to dish out that kind of money to him. Now, maybe he likes playing with us and playing in that system, and that would help, but I'm worried that they don't bring him back, so then you're back to the Trey Norwood thing. And Trey Norwood played a lot his rookie year two years ago, but he didn't play that much this year, and I think that's because they don't they don't trust him. And so that's where I'm I'm a little bit worried about the defensive backfield. We know Minka will be Minka, and hopefully we bring back Edmonds and he'll be fine. But we played a lot of three safety sets, and it really seemed to work at the end of the year. So I, that's why I think safety is a, 
a, a need right now. I had safety as my honorable mention, if that makes you feel any better. Yeah. Pretty much for the reasons that, that you mentioned. I mean, I, I think it would be so great if Edmonds proved himself for sure. Yes. It would be great if we can keep him and have having him and Minka back there. But yeah, you know, it's always a position where, you know, with the Steelers, what we do with running three safety sets, I would love to keep KZ or who knows, maybe Carl Joseph is someone that we're able to keep for cheap and, and he steps up into a role and plays well or yeah. Who knows? We have to see what happens there. As so, and, and to my point about them not being able to afford him, if you, uh, I'm on Track right now. Great for looking at contracts and things like that. They, they gave a market value for Terrell Edmonds, and, and their market value is $5.4 million a year. It's not bad. It's not bad. We can afford that. Right, but we can't afford two guys making almost $10 million combined. And that's where if, if Casey tries to get paid – I don't think we can afford both. So that, that's, that's really where I was thinking we only get keep one. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm with you, man. I, I think safety is definitely a need. Um, you think we would draft anyone or you think we'll try and go after the free agent market? I mean, with so many free agents, right? I feel like if, if we're going to do anything, maybe we, we get young and cheap, right? Maybe draft someone late, late black. Yeah. I, I mean, we have 22 guys who are free agents. So I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think they're going to look in free agency, try to get somebody like KZ coming off an injury or coming off a struggling year and, and, and see if they can step in. But, you know, we have a bunch of picks, so why not take a flyer on a late, late round safety? Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, number four for me, you already mentioned is defensive line. Mm-hmm. Uh, you made great points. I don't think I really need to hammer any of those down too much. Um, but a couple things that, I think you just didn't mention in terms of why they're on my list at four. I think it's inevitable that Cam Hayward has a few years left in him. And yeah. So he's there as our anchor for a little bit, but is he the type of guy that in two or three years, if he still wants to play, he's playing just a handful of snaps each game. Like, are we going to have to face him out in, in snap count? Um, we can really bring someone in to, to you know, fill Cam's shoes, and, and that would be huge. Um, but I think mainly the reason I have them at number four is because DeMarvin Leal was a really, really good pickup for us. True. Um, I think he's someone that you're going to hear a, a sophomore year be huge for. Um, I think DeMarvin Leal was a really strong pick. He's going to get a lot more snaps, I think on this line, especially as you mentioned, some of those free agents might go. Um, and so I think he's going to help shore things up. But in that sense of rotating guys in and out, we need the depth there. So for me, defensive lineman, number four. Yeah, so I, I did forget about the Marvin Leal, to be completely honest with you. Ooh, really? Yeah, yeah, and that's bad because I'm a big fan. I think he is going to be really good. Um, but I guess partly why I think I forgot about him was he didn't really – he played more D end than D tackle, and, and I'm worried about the D tackle spot. I think, um, like you said, Ken Hayward's getting older, and and we have nobody there beside him. And D line, you can't play the whole game. And it, it, yeah, I guess it's more the depth thing for me that is why I felt it was so important. But we need to set the record straight. There's there's people saying that we should cut Cam Hayward, or people were saying we should have like traded him or oh. or got rid of him last year. I think all those people are stupid, and I don't think the Steelers will are gonna do that. I think Cam Hayward is still a very very good football player. I mean. 
he was in the Pro Bowl again, and he deserved to be in the Pro Bowl. And and so let's just shut that down. Cam Hayward's going to be a stealer for life, and and he's going to be the anchor. But yeah, I think it's depth. I really think it's depth. Why I thought it was so important. I agree. All right, I'm going to let you go number five first because I think it's been said. Yeah, yeah. Number five is inside linebacker. Inside linebacker was probably our week, uh, maybe not our weakest, but one of the weakest on the entire football team last year. And and like we said, two of the guys who rotated in starting, Robert Spillane and Devin Bush, are both gone. Both un- both unrestricted free agents. I think Devin Bush is for sure gone. Robert yep. Spillane could come back. Um, I'm not a fan of Robert Spillane, so I don't really care if he does come back. I'm with you with Miles Jack. I think Miles Jack is a very good football player, and we're we're underappreciating him. The leading the team in sacks, only really playing half the year is incredible. Wow. Um, and I, th- what did I say? You said leading the team in sacks, not tackles. Oh my bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he did not lead the okay, team. Okay, I got to keep you honest. Yeah, but tackles. And then I do think Mark Robinson will be really good. So that's why I think it's lower on, on the list for me. I think Mark Robinson could step in with some first team reps in the offseason and, and try to fill that role. And then. I think we have Miles Jack. As long as he health, he's healthy, we have one, one really good player. So I think that's why it was five as opposed to, you know, two or three for me. Okay. My number five, you're going to have – it's going to come out of left field. You're going to have no idea what I'm saying here. You want to take a guess? <laughs> if you said out of left field, then, then no, I have no idea. Okay. My number five, Big Sneed, and hear me out. It's going to be a coach. No, no, no. It's, it's legit. You're going to – it makes sense. Quarterback. Oh, that's not a left field. That's my honorable mention. Okay. So I think this needs to be talked about because, you know, Polt and I are high on Kenny. We know that. Kenny's our QB1 forever. 20 years out of this guy. He's he's the next Ben. Uh, we hope. Who knows? But let's just talk about one thing here for a second. Mason Rudolph, free agent, does not want to come back to the Steelers, and rightfully so. We have ran this guy out of town. And, and I, admittedly, I don't know if I would say I am, but I was a Mason fan. Like, I wanted Mason to do really well, and I think the fan base treated him like shit. They did. And not that he performed great, but I don't think he deserved everything that he got. That said, Mason is gone. He will not be back. 100% will not be back. Yeah. If I was a betting man, I'd bet on that, for sure. That said, there are talks about do we get rid of Mitch for cap space reasons? I think he's due like eight million or something like that. If we if we got rid of him, yeah, he's an eight million dollar base salary. Okay, so he's due a lot of money if we keep him on the roster. I I don't I don't have the stats on what backup quarterbacks make in the NFL, but eight million I think for a backup quarterback seems like it's a lot. Yeah, his entire cap hit is actually ten point six million. Including his signing bonus and his and his base salary. That's a lot of money. So that is a lot of money when you talk about where can we save a million or two million on some of these guys? And this is ten million screaming at us in the face. Now I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we can restructure that. Maybe Mitch, you know, maybe we open up a trade clause and can allow Mitch to look out at other places. I have no idea, but I only bring this up because I've seen it floating around, rumors saying that Mitch might go, we might cut him or waive him for cap space. And then if that happens, right, Mason's gone. We have one quarterback on our roster. And oh, by the way, our one quarterback is in his second year. And so, two concussions. Yeah. So quarterback, 
always need depth, right? You always need depth at quarterback. Um, I think we might, if if Mason and Mitch both go, I think we draft a quarterback and we get someone in free agency. Um, if Mason goes and Mitch stays, I think we're going to draft another quarterback. And I think there's there's guys that are on the board that we could pick up in like the fifth or sixth round, like Aiden O'Connell's the Purdue quarterback, there's Max Dugan. Um, yeah, Max Duggan from TCU. So there's plenty of guys that, that we could get um, just to have. I mean, now I'm like, does that Chris Oladukin pick make sense? Like maybe it was supposed to be for this year and, and it made a little bit more sense. I don't know. Um, can we bring Josh Dobbs back? I mean, that would be welcomed. Who well, uh, yeah, uh, the Chris Oladukin thing, if we – he's – I think he's on our – or I think we – I don't know if we signed him to a futures contract, but he was on our practice squad, I'm pretty sure, all year. He, he's on the Chiefs practice squad right now. He's going to win a Super Bowl ring. <laughs> or he okay. Has- yeah, I had no idea about that. So, yeah. there, there you go. So, we literally would have one quarterback on the roster Correct. if we would get rid of Mitch and Mason. So, Mason's gone. Let's stop. We don't have to talk about him. The Mitch thing's weird. So, if you listen to, to Rooney – Rooney makes it seem like he's keeping Mitch and he loves Mitch. He says that he can win a Super Bowl with Mitch and he can win with Mitch and Mitch is going to stay. But does it make sense? I don't know. So so here's here's some of the things you got to think about. I think his dead cap hit this year is like 2.6 million. So that okay. means if that means if we cut him or get rid of him, he would we would have to pay him 2.6 million this year. Okay. That's not that bad. If we try to restructure his contract, the 8 million that he's supposed to be getting, we would have to add four voidable years and get a savings of five and a half million. I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like you have to at least try to restructure him because five and a half million could get you a, you know, a, a, de- a defensive lineman or like some depth piece that could play a really big role. And, and so that would, that would move us out to having about 1.4 million paid to him over the, you know, 2024, 25, 26, 27, while he's not on the team. But I don't know if Mitch is going to be willing to do that. Yeah, that that's the problem. He and came I, in thinking he's a starting quarterback, right? And he yes, and he's come out and spoke about how he's he's not real happy with what happened in Pittsburgh. Yeah, and and so I feel like Mitch is going to want to want to restart and and go somewhere else and try to have another chance. Um, I'd be okay keeping Mitch. I think he's a, a pretty good. I think he's a decent backup. I was going to ask you that. Did 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 Mitch prove enough to you that if if he can get past the fact that he's not a starting quarterback in the NFL? Uh, do you want to keep him? No, if he's going to be my backup, I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay. Because, I mean, if you listen to Kenny, Kenny spoke highly of him too, said, said Mitch was, was really helpful in his development. So if they already have chemistry and, and they get along and, and Mitch is helpful, then then sure. But if Mitch is going to be my starting quarterback, I couldn't go through the whole season with that. But here's a guy I think we should, we could get. And I've seen this floating around, and I actually really like it. Jacoby Brissett. Uh, Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. Why not? The guy's been a lifelong backup, basically, and he's been really good at it. But he also he, so he understands his role. But he also has done really well as a starting quarterback. Yeah. And, and so if somebody gets hurt, you have faith and you you trust that he can he can step in. So I kind of look for them to maybe get rid of Mitch and move to a Jacoby Brissett type guy. But you have to think of things like Jacoby Brissett is a tier one backup quarterback. Yeah. They're, how they're how much money is he going to make versus a restructured Mitch? Um, if you give me one second, I can figure that out. Yeah, pull it up. I mean, I'm just thinking, does it actually make sense to bring in another guy who doesn't know the system? I mean, although I did see Jacoby Brissett 
was he NC State? And yes. it wasn't Matt Canada NC State? Don't they have a tie in there? Yes. Uh, I don't know if he coached Jacoby Brissett. I, I can't speak on that, but uh, Matt Canada did coach at NC State. And yeah, that so there might work. be a weird tie there. I'm, I'm just thinking. So, know, so Jacoby Brissett this year, sorry to interrupt, but Jacoby right. Brissett this year, to be their starting quarterback, right? The, the Browns signed him to be their starting quarterback, knowing that Deshaun Watson was suspended. He got paid th- a base salary of one point five million with a okay. signing bonus of three million. So his cap hit was four point six million. Okay, which is lower than what Mitch would be. Right. I don't know if Mitch restructures, then then it's a different story. His really his cap charge is only five million, so it would be kind of equal. And in that case, I might take Mitch. But again, I don't know if Mitch is going to restructure. Yeah, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. These are the uh, the questions that keep us up at night, right? Yeah, not having a backup quarterback in the NFL is scary. Yeah, it's true. I, I, I'm I'm glad it didn't come out of left field for you because I think you know it it really is a need. Um, yeah, and I will be very interested to see what we do. And I I would not be surprised if uh, if we take a quarterback late in the round uh, or late in the draft. So you don't think wide receivers a need? So I wanted to talk about this as we wrap things up. <laughs> I don't think wide receivers a need, but I pulled up a stat. And I want to read this to you. Sure. So we drafted Ben in 2004, right? Yeah. We didn't take a wide receiver in that draft. Okay. In the 18 drafts that followed, how many times do you think we got a wide receiver? I thought you were going to say all 18. Um, I bet 15. 15? Close. 16. Dang. 2011, we didn't. And that's because... Uh, we had Antonio Brown and Emmanuel, Sen- Emmanuel Sanders in the same draft the year before. Okay. And 2021, last year, we or two years ago, we didn't, but we drafted Pat. Um, mm. and, and at that time, we had just brought Juju back. We had Chase Claypool and we had Deontay Johnson, right? Yeah. So basically what I'm saying is the Steelers freaking draft a wide receiver every damn year. And... I wouldn't be surprised if we do. I just really don't want it to come until at least round four or five. I'm seeing there's some guys in there that have a lot of talent that, you know, some people are kind of putting names out there that they could end up on our team, um, which I would be okay with, I guess. But I, I just think, you know, Deontay Johnson is, is here. And while he might be a head case and who knows, if he's going to demand a trade at some point. I mean, for now, we have to look at the fact that he's on a roster. Yeah. We have George Pickens. Yep. Steven Sims realistically could step up into a three role. He's I, I a restricted free agent. Okay. So, well, he's been active on social media. Saying he wants to come back. He wants to come back. He sees a future in Pittsburgh. Um, and he said he wants to be a Steeler for life. A actually. Steeler for life. So. Yeah. And I hope he is because I'm high on him. Um, and then Calvin Austin coming off of IR, right? Yep. He could be God's saving grace or he could suck. We have no idea where yeah. he's going to fall in between there. And then who else? I mean, we have Gunner. He could get cut, but I think he has a year left, right? I hope he gets cut. Miles Boykin. Boykin's an unrestricted free agent. Okay. And we still have yet to see what – we're getting an Anthony Miller. Yeah, it looks like he might be a free agent as well. Um, no, we have him for another year, it looks like. So my thing there is 
We have some really good talent. I read something that said Deontay Johnson's a top five receiver in the NFL in terms of route running and getting open. And maybe if he puts some glue on his hands in the offseason, he'll, he'll be better and gets <laughs> attitude adjustment. Who knows? We have really good talent at one and two. And we drafted Calvin Austin last year thinking that he was our three. So I And think, we have some more depth pieces too. Yeah. So this is really all to say, I just hope we don't waste a top pick on wide receiver. If we get someone really late, fine. But I, I don't think it's it's worth it. So then you're opposed to doing the, the Cincinnati Bengals route and, and taking Kenny Pickett's best friend and Addison. number one target at Pitt, Jordan Addison. Yeah. Because he would be a, a top 50 pick. What did the Bengals do this year? Ever since they drafted Chase, wow. they've gone to the the AFC Championship at least both years. Yeah, but hasn't the talk around the Bengals been, oh, we need to repair the offensive line? They brought in a few pieces, they drafted, and they still didn't fully repair it. So I think there Two are... Two years ago, they chose a wide receiver over an offensive lineman at number five overall, I believe, and they went to the Super Bowl. I'm not saying I want Jordan Addison. I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Yeah, uh, if I had my pick, I would be against it. I don't want it either, but I could see it happening. I think Kenny has some sway. And, I mean, maybe not with Andy Weedle and and Khan, but I don't know. When your franchise quarterback wants somebody, they might listen. Let me say so I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised. I don't think they should, but I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, let me let me just say this. I think the best thing that could happen – Uh, And I've seen it happen, not that we're fully in mock draft season yet. We'll talk about that maybe in April or something as as we do some more research poll. But yeah, I think the best thing that could happen for us is if someone takes Addison in the top 16 picks. And that way it's not even a decision for us. And I've seen a few mock drafts, like I'm reading one right here. This is, uh, I don't even know, SB Nation. It has the, uh, the Texans taking Jordan Addison at 12. So who knows? That's crazy. I, I mean, he's he's a strong talent, right? Is he the number one wide receiver on the board? I don't know. If we took him 17 overall, I would be very upset. Yeah. So let's let's see. I just want to see. Yeah. I mean, CBS right now has Jordan Addison as their top top wide receiver prospect. Wow. So I, I would I would be kind of surprised if in the top 16 picks you don't see one wide receiver go at all. Oh, um, that, yeah. Somebody will be taken. So hopefully, you know, I I say hopefully. Who knows what could happen down the road, but I, I feel like uh, it would be best for us not to draft Jordan Addison. Hopefully someone else snags him up. Yeah, I think we're on the same page there. Yeah. Hey, one more quick note before we uh, wrap up. I just wanted to – so the Senior Bowl happened this past weekend, and I didn't – I don't really know any of the prospects. There was a bunch of big names that come out of that. But I, I did want to make note that um, last year when the Senior Bowl happened, the Steelers kind of showed their hand and, and were all over the quarterbacks at the Senior Bowl. And what did we do? We took a quarterback in the first round. The reports out of Senior Bowl is the coaching staff was all over the offensive line. Okay. So if if you can follow trends and and pass Senior Bowl appearances by the Steelers, offensive line is what we're targeting in the first round, or at least early in the draft. So that's that's good news. Good news for us, I think. Yeah, I, I think so too. So I just wanted to throw that in there. Cool. All right, man. Well, this was fun. Good discussion. Uh, yeah. Just- just for the listeners, I think, you know, we'll probably be back in March with another episode. We're going to still brainstorm topics, figure out what we want to talk about. 
uh, hopefully grab some guests. Maybe we'll get a couple of people to, to come in and, and talk with us and, and vent about things and rant and, and who knows what else. So um, thank you guys, as always, for listening. We appreciate it. Um, we'll continue to put out that content during the off season, like we said, and uh, keep your eyes and ears out for anything new and, and shoot us a DM if you got any questions or, or topics and we look forward to hearing back from us. So thank you guys for listening and we'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Thanks everyone. Peace.